Welcome to MCSO Behind the Badge, an inside look at the Monroe County Sheriff's Office in Rochester, New York, under the leadership of Sheriff Todd Baxter. We're going to talk about what drives us, our leadership culture, our police work, and share some stories of the great deputies and civilian staff that work with us. We're going to talk with interesting guests, and we're going to invite you to engage in the conversation or just sit back, relax, and listen in. Now let's get in pursuit of today's show. Hello, folks. This is uh, Sheriff Todd Baxter, Monroe County Sheriff uh, here in Rochester, New York, sharing uh, behind the badge who we are and what we do as a sheriff's office, who supports us, and uh, and more importantly, who works in those uh, blue uniforms that wear the badge of the sheriff's office and who they are as people. Today, we're here to talk about the security process analysis position that we created inside the Monroe County Jail. Uh, that's a big term there, Lieutenant. Uh, that really means, uh, I call it the red cell. You know, it, We're looking to create a position. We're looking to create a position inside the Monroe County Jail that just analyzes, constantly looking for trouble, constantly looking for you know gaps in systems uh, and processes that we have that could come back to hurt us uh, as people are placed in the care and custody of, of the sheriff or our staff and, and individuals. So uh, it's good to have you, LT, as, a, as the co-host today as we talk about this very vital position, this unique new position in the sheriff's office. So LT, Triple E, first of all, thanks for being my co-host. Good to have you here. Well, I appreciate you having me. And you got to get there. You go, and then uh, just a little bit about yourself as the co-host, and then I'll have you introduce a couple of the uh, fine folks from the jail bureau that joined us today to talk about this this important position. Sure, I've been with the sheriff's office as a sworn uh, staff member for 22 years. Uh, prior to that, uh, as at 18 years old, I joined the sheriff's office as an institutional helper, and I did that for five years previously. So I've been here the majority of my adult life. Wow. Um, you know, I've had a great career here, and I've enjoyed every minute of it. I'm currently a lieutenant in the jail administration. I oversee the security process analysis position as well as the project manager position, who uh, Sergeant Kult is here with us as well. Um, I've been in jail records. I've been a background investigator. You know, I've served as a field training officer as well as in the transport unit. Um, I, you know, I bring very several years of experience to my position, which you know helps us accomplish the many goals that we have set in front of us. So. Yeah, and maybe you could just sum up what, what's the goal of that that whole position, your position, and then of course the you know the security process analyst position that we created. Uh, you know, what's the objective in a jail of about 800 inmates, uh, 500 employees that work in there? If you throw contractors, you got a couple more hundred. You know, there's, there's a couple thousand people moving around that jail at any given time uh, over a week time, if you will. So uh, why, why, do, why, why your position inside a jail? What's so important about that in particular? Yeah, people don't realize how big the jail operation is. You know, you have several moving parts in an organization. Um, you know, we provide a safe, secure environment for the inmates as well as the staff members that have to come inside and work there every day. Um, the security process analysis position was generally created to review our policies and procedures, you know, and to see things that we are doing right, what, what things, you know, work well for us, mm -hmm. as well as, you know, to learn from our mistakes and fix those um, issues that are created with some of those failures in policies and procedures. Uh, Deputy Delasani does a great uh, amount of research into, you know, um, where people went wrong in other facilities, things that didn't work for them, and, you know, some, <laughs> some escapes or bad incidents that have happened in facilities throughout the country. And he does his best to protect us against those failures in policies and procedures to make sure everybody here is, is safe and secure. 
That's a great way to put it, you know, protect us against those failures of policies and procedures or even practices, right, that, you know, happen in any human organization. If it has humans in the middle of it, uh, there's going to be hiccups, right, that we're no, none of us are perfect by any means. So with that being said, you mentioned the, the fine deputy's name. Why don't you introduce your deputy and your sergeant that came along today and in, in, in your team here? Sure. We have Sergeant Joel Kluth. He is our project manager. He's a part of our jail administration. Uh, he's been in service for about 15 years, and he also serves on the SRT team. He brings you know, a tremendous amount of accolades to the position, and he helps me out greatly. I'll let him explain a little bit more on that. Good afternoon. Hey, Sarge. Uh, doing well. So, yeah, Lieutenant and I work together, and we are in charge of many different areas. Uh, including Neil's position, and with that, his his position is uh, pretty much a full time job for us, because he is very proactive right. and, and always finding and something, moving forward and trying to find new things for us to work on or spend money on. Uh, I found that we're pretty yeah. good at. Yeah, he definitely uh, does well. At that. <laughs> absolutely. So no, we do many things up there in jail administration, and like the lieutenant said, I've been here for about 15 years. Uh, definitely have a wife and three children at home, so we're busy here. Then uh, yeah, go home, absolutely. and we're busy there. All of the kids. Uh, my oldest is seven. It's my son. My daughter is five, and then my youngest son is two. So uh, a lot of yeah, a lot of a lot of moving parts, and not a lot of downtime. No, yeah, God no. No. But it's all good. And you got the son in the gym everybody. yet with those biceps or what? Uh, no, I'm trying. You're trying. He doesn't like creatine yet, but we're working <laughs> on it. So we'll get there sooner. Well, or later. if you don't know the charges, you know obviously uh, well. He's in shape. Let's just put it that way. He's got. He's got. But he just broke my chair when he walked in here. So uh, that may be coming out of someone's budget line. I can't figure that one out yet. But jail funds. Jail funds. Yep. And LT, how about the uh, deputy? That's actually the uh, cog behind this whole show right now. Uh, no pressure, deputy. Deputy Neil Delasani is uh, sitting next to me. He is our security process analysis, and he's one of the most detail-oriented people he, I've ever. I think met. he just left the room. <laughs> Elvis or you? <laughs> well, why don't you tell us Both. a little bit more about yourself? Uh, I've been with the sheriff's department for twenty, almost twenty-three years. Mm -hmm. How about that? Um, in the jail bureau the whole time. I've uh, been a uh, field training officer. I was uh, able to be the training coordinator for a while, which is which was a, a great opportunity for me. Uh, jail technician, firearms instructor, um, all of that leading up to this position that has been absolutely a blast yeah it's been a lot of work it's still a lot of work it's still a work in progress um but we've been able to i don't want to i don't want to use the word fix but we've been able to identify a lot of issues and even things that that we didn't even know were issues when right. we started this and make fixes to those before they became problems for us, which has been huge. And yes, I'm enjoying spending all of your money. <laughs> You're welcome. You're very welcome. I, I think I said open check if you can find a, no, I didn't say that. But, uh, uh, and before we get a little deeper into your position, uh, you know, obviously, you, have you always had a love for running? I know you, you've, you've taken up that hobby quite uh, intensely the last month and you raised a lot of money for, for cancer. and. I always like to share with folks that listen who the people are that are wearing these uniforms and, and giving back is what we we normally do. Yeah, that the you know, the under sheriff uh, took on that fundraiser for uh, children's cancer this this month, and he invited us all to uh, run or walk a five k right. with him or on our own for the month every day. Um, every day, that's yeah. incredible. And uh, I invited him to actually come out and run with me at three forty-five in the morning, <laughs> and uh, that, we haven't matched up with that yet. But maybe that'll come soon. What's with those hours? Uh, that's that's when I can when get you, it in. Yeah, you got to get it in when you can. Three <laughs> forty-five. Uh, Nobody's met him yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no one's met him. It keep, it sends keep, a lot of invites. Yeah, out. It, it keeps it nice and quiet and, and uh, yeah. a lot of solitude then too. Yeah. 
but yeah, running has been something that I've enjoyed for years, um, off and on. I've run a couple of marathons back in uh, probably about ten years ago. Oh, good. I don't know if that's going to happen again soon, but yeah, uh, it definitely keeps me uh, of sound mind. What marathons you done? Uh, I did uh, one in Buffalo, Rochester, and I did Chicago. Oh, you did Chicago? Yeah. I've done 10, but I always wanted to do Chicago. I hear it's a great, great run. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I've done New York City a couple times. That's phenomenal, by the way. But like you said, I don't know if I'm going to be doing that anytime soon. <laughs> that body was a few years ago. <laughs> it doesn't want, It doesn't exist anymore. Trip, Lieutenant. So tell me, I mean, as the deputy's explaining his job description, everybody said this word proactive, right? It keeps on popping to my mind. You know, this is a proactive position. It, it's something we created unique, I think, inside our, our sheriff's office. But to proactively look at ourselves, and, and we're very intentional to say this is not internal affairs. We're not looking for a gotcha moment. We're not looking to, you know, bury someone or test some product and then yell at someone because it's not working. We want to go with a, a concept, proactively looking at our policies, practices, procedures, and, and see if we can fix any before, as, as the deputy said, it becomes a problem. Right. As, t- as things change over time, you know, our policies and procedures may be outdated. They may, you know, not have been looked at for a while. And Neil's job is to review those, to go out and see if they're practical in this day and age. Um, over the years, you know, some things change and security procedures change. And just a better way at looking at things to protect us as well as the inmates. Um, he does an excellent job at that, traveling to other counties, other facilities, getting new ideas, collaborating with his peers and other agencies. He brings all that together and brings that back home to us to make sure that we, you know, we're the best, one of the best agencies out there. Yeah, and we talked earlier, and I'll, I'll go to you, Sarge, on this point, is, uh, you know, so his job description, uh, identify problems, right? That, that's, that's almost easy sometimes, especially if that's your job description, go to identify problems. But what you guys came up with, in addition to that, and not making this an internal affairs gotcha moment, is you, you also developed an expertise, if you will, of solving the problems, which is county bureaucracies, which is funding, like we joked about a couple of times, which is um, other silos that have to help you out outside the jail, even outside the sheriffs, and sometimes outside the county government. Uh, and you guys have really done well. We were talking about that earlier. I mean, just talk about some of those relationships that you had to build in this position to get solutions to the problems that we're identifying instead of just calling them problems and walking away. And that's one thing Neil and I talked about. We didn't want to just find a solution and give it to our bosses saying, hey, here you go, good luck. Yeah. We wanted to get it all the way done. So we made contacts through county purchasing. Uh, we contacted multiple different vendors, some vendors that were not county contracted, but we made them a county contracted vendor after the fact, right. after a conversation that we had with them. Uh, we talked to Sam Udolfa on this floor to assist us. Uh, Ann Kennedy has been a huge help with Sandra Brochu. So anybody involved in the, the purchasing process, the county procurement policy, has been a huge help with us, and we've had to sit down with multiple people just to figure out that enigma to get things done. All right. Yeah, and, uh, and, and then traveling. You know, Deputy, you mentioned traveling to, to Niagara County. Who, they run a good jail, right, and uh, going there to steal. I, I call it stealing. Let's go steal some of the best practices. If they're, if they're doing anything better than us, there's nothing wrong with stealing that and bringing it back. And But the information exchange is two-way you were talking about earlier. Uh, it's going both directions when you travel down the through-way, as an example. Yeah, we've, uh, we initially reached out to them to uh, we wanted to take a look at their perimeter security and their, and their, uh, their in-and-out procedures as far as vehicles and, and uh and uh, outside agencies coming in so they were very very open yeah yeah absolutely get you know come down we'll show you whatever we want and we actually 
got a lot more from them, you know, about other things that we weren't looking for while we were there. Um, developed a, a pretty good relationship with the with the sergeant there, who uh, we've been back and forth a couple of times on other issues. Um, they're providing us with information that's extremely helpful, and we're doing the same for the. They're actually very interested in this position and trying to create it possibly for their own uh, department. That's so that's it's, yeah. We're, uh, we're looking forward to actually taking uh, more of these trips. We've been to uh, Five Points Correctional Facility and met with the deputy superintendent there, and he gave us a, a bunch of good stuff that uh, we can bring back here and possibly use for our own uh, for our own improvements as far as security goes. Um, and we're looking forward to taking some more trips around, just getting some face time and, uh, and uh, interacting with other agencies who are doing the same job that we are, and maybe they have better, other ideas, maybe better. Maybe we can share some of ours with them. Yeah, just looking at the, you know, when people are coming into the jail, right, they got to be as secure as possible. Uh, I'm talking about someone that's under uh, apprehension, right? They're going to be detained in the Monroe County Jail. You know, just getting that person in that uh, they're COVID-free, getting them in that they're they're safe and secure. They're not bringing weapons. They're not bringing drugs or other contraband in. Uh, we're doing mental health screenings. Um, we can't administratively lose them, which, which is very plausible. There's so many moving people coming in and out of jail so fast, and some have warrants in some towns, some have warrants in other towns, some are held unarraigned, some are held arraigned, some are state-ready. I mean, there's so many different prisoners inside the jail at any given time, and you could have an administrative you know, loss of someone that they we actually released them too early and didn't realize they had charges in another town. Uh, that's very plausible, you know. So constantly looking at and and having a proactive position to go through those systems and say, how can I screw with it? If I was going to screw with it intentionally, or how do we, you know, where's where's the short, you know, shortcomings in our in our in our systems? It's a very proactive approach, and I don't think you're seeing that other places where you actually take a deputy or even a team and dedicate it towards that, that position. But uh, it's expensive, too, because you're an expensive proposition. You know, you're, you know, <laughs> not just high maintenance. But, but high maintenance, yeah, but, some of but the a deputy is saying you're not doing anything else, right? You're, you're not really doing your job as a jail deputy. Uh, but I think you're nailing exactly what I was going to say. The alternative could be Some of the alternatives expensive. could be very expensive. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> I can only imagine what an escape costs us. Uh, and, and, and using real world, we had a, a lady escape. She was on a prisoner detail um, at a hospital, right? And, and she was out there. She was pregnant. And she escaped. And, uh, you know, we shut down the largest employer in western New York for four hours. Not, not, not the largest employer in Monroe County. We should, it's the largest employer in western New York for four hours. And if we can find technology, maybe an ankle brace, an ankle monitor, we'll talk about those in a second, that could help us track and maybe solve that problem in, in an hour, right, as opposed to four hours, or even prevent it from occurring in the first place with just troubleshooting practices. And, again, it's not a gotcha moment. That's not what we're looking for. We're just looking like – that that's that sucks for the sheriff when he's got to go do the media release, right? That's not fun. We lost a prisoner, right? That's never fun. But you know, the deputy that has that responsibility goes through absolute hell. That's not a fun day in their career by any means, and we realize that. So, what can we do to protect even the deputy in the future by technology or practices or procedures? Because it's really about making us better, uh, and it's not about who screwed up on that case. You know, we got to look at those things and learn from. And that's what, also you're doing a lot of studying. Uh, around the country let's talk about yeah. that you know just reaching out and looking at what other people are doing and yeah for sure I, uh, I when I first uh, was given this position the, the first thing I thought of was I don't know anything you know I, I knew where to start because I had a couple of things that I thought we could improve on but mm -hmm. that list has become longer and longer as I've delved into uh, escapes for lack for for one right. for a big uh, aspect I've uh, I've done a lot of research um, and uh, gotten in uh, a lot of information from 
other facilities on escapes and what led to them. Um, the things that uh, the things that kind of stacked up. You know, it's never one. Right. It's never yeah. one little thing. It's, it's never one person. Things. It's never one uh, flaw in the physical security. It's always multiple. I mean, tens and fifteens of really? those yeah. one little things um, that add up and either get ignored or nobody thinks it's that big a deal or the, the detail goes unnoticed. Um, but almost to an event, I haven't found one escape yet, a successful escape that was just a one-time thing like you see in the movies. It, oh, it just happened the that The luck easy. of the draw, right? That yeah, it's never the luck of the draw. It's always a lot of things that stack up. So I guess to, to kind of tie that all together, if you take one or two of those things out of the equation, it makes it that much more difficult for that escape to be successful or that much easier for us to uh, identify the issue and stop it before it becomes an issue. So th that was a huge part of, of starting on this. I mean, you think you, you, you work in corrections for 20 plus years and you must know everything about it, but I, I am still uh, not amazed, but I'm still impressed by the amount of information that I don't know right. every day that I find out something new that, oh wait, so that's how that happened. So and that's humble to say, you know, that we're not the expert in anything. <laughs> Neil, why don't you tell us about one of the most important topics that we've been working on as of late? protection of our complex maybe in the greater scheme scheme of things uh yeah perimeter fencing uh that's it that's been a big project yeah that's huge um uh, something that uh i kind of when i try to explain this position to some of my peers um it, because that's part of this too is is that people have their own conce uh, conceptions of what this is and i try to explain to them this is uh you know when we sit around the water cooler and talk about all the good things that we should have and how right, come we right. don't have that's what I'm doing that's your right job now. Description that's now. that's right. what I get to that's do right now. All it. the stuff that we've always talked about. Right. I wish we did. I wish we did. Can, so the so they the, don't do that, right? So yeah, they, they yeah. yeah. So uh, the perimeter fence is is a, a big thing that we're uh, we're moving pretty fast on um, to allow us to secure our facility. Our facility is in the middle of the downtown. It's it's directly adjacent to public space. Mm -hmm. um, that provides a, a lot of its own uh, potential issues where most correctional facilities that we've been to that we know of there they have space they have standoff, standoff space distance, yeah. they have they have distance between them and you know where the public would normally be right and I mean it's definitely a security risk whether you're talking homeland security risk or right. any other risk you know you just can't have people uh, and every time someone comes close to the walls of that jail and starts yelling into it, which happens quite often, yeah. you know, that's stimulus for the inmates inside. It's more work for the, the deputy that's trying to control that floor. Uh, you know, so even having a little more standoff distance to keep it secure inside. Uh, it's, you know, so offense. Yeah, I mean, so, those so, are, so yeah, who, it's, who it's does simple offense? As that sounds, it's... Uh, you, and you guys probably talked about it for decades, right? Yeah. Right? Until we create a position, actually, in a system like the Sarge was talking about earlier, that, yeah, we can actually do offense because it's not this big bureaucracy scary thing. Yeah. And I know people... And start making phone calls, and then you find those blind spots. And that's just it. You you, you touched on it earlier. That the I mean, both of us kind of came into this, and well, how do we do this? Mm -hmm. Who do we tell? You talk to this person, talk to that person. You start to develop a picture of how we, and then we get to a project like this, that where we've been told, you know, yeah, 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 you can't do that. And we start talking to the people who, who are the they, right? And they go, oh no, no, you can. Yeah, this is your property. You could if you do it here. That, so. The, the, we're finding solutions that we didn't know how to find before and, and uh, getting things done like that through uh, relationships and interactions that we're making with huge 
people in the county and outside of the county. It definitely was a rough road at first getting yeah. the, to get that process down. I just want to bring up one point. Neil talked about how when we first started, he didn't really know where to go and where to start. But now that it is developed, frontline staff have an open line of communication to call Deputy Del Santi, the lieutenant or I, just to bring up any security uh, risk that they have. They right. want to bring up and we can identify it and make a, a concerned effort to determine if it is something we need to look into. So that open line of communication has been huge and that's due to our aggressive administration to move forward and fix things when we view it as an issue. So that's a, a great benefit of Neil's position so far. Yeah, we got 500 employees inside that jail, you know, all trained corrections officers, right? If you will, that's their job description. And they're seeing things that you would never see. Neil, you can't see them all, right? It's no, impossible. But, I, but if they can uh, share that water cooler talk with you, yep. and, and you maybe already be working on it, or it might be three other projects related to it, but at least you got a central figure to say, you know what, we're going to put that on the list. And there have been there have been several projects that we're either pursuing still or have been completed that have come from employee suggestions. And like you said, not necessarily formal employee suggestions either. Hey, uh, wh why don't we do this? Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. We're already doing it or I'm going to put it on the list and we'll pursue it. That's good. So. And a great thing that we do through the lieutenant and jail admin is once we start working on a project that somebody has brought up, we keep them in the loop and we keep them updated what's happening and they can have a say in right. what's occurring. It's not, thanks for the idea, we'll take it from here. It's, okay, work with us and let's get it to where we want it to be. Yeah, and give them feedback, even if you can't get it done. Exactly. You know, that's huge feedback for the sake of the morale of the troops. It's a group effort, Sheriff. <laughs> Led by yourself there, LT. <laughs> if the superintendent was here, he would disagree with me, I'm sure, because he's like, it's nothing more than a bust of your chops, I found out. I've never worked oh. for a more hardworking man in my career, sir. <laughs> That's a good response. <laughs> and a Marine, so. And a Marine, besides. Uh, so you just got to talk slow to him once in a while, that's all. <laughs> Was this recording? I'm sorry. <laughs> For all my Marine friends, I just, well, ex-friends, I just uh, <laughs> lost a few apparently. So, uh, you know, I, I, again, never working inside the jail. If you've never been to Monroe County Jail, it's, it's actually, uh, if you will, three buildings downtown. And, of course, we have an off-campus building uh, that have been connected together over years and years and probably more buildings than that if you think about city court that connects to it. And, uh, but, you know, the place is to lose you know, someone inside the jails, it, you know, you, we, it's not our intent. We, we, we count for everybody in there. They're in the safety and security of the, of the sheriff, right? And you guys do a great job with that. But, you know, it's just a maze of, of different facilities and nooks and crannies. And, you know, you think it'd be this pristine building that, uh, you know, has just cells like a tower, our new tower facility that's, you know, it's hard to hide in there because, you know, every nook and cranny. But there's, there's nooks and crannies in this building you guys are still finding this day, right? Yeah, we, we, just, we just talked about this a little bit this morning, but... Uh, as much as we've all been around this building and thought we knew every little nook and cranny, we've just recently found some new nooks and crannies <laughs> that amazing. we had to uh, take some uh, corrective measures on and uh, kind of tighten up a little bit. And that's the idea, you know, if we do, if we walk by that wall a million times and just assume it's it's a it's a security grade wall, and then you you knock on it with your proactive skills or you know look at the locking mechanism and going, you know what? Let me see if I was a, I was a guy trying to get out of here and I wanted to screw with it. Mm -hmm. And then your job description is to screw with that for a couple of minutes to see if it, you know it's vulnerable. If it is, let's then get the you know the mortar in here and fix this wall or whatever it is. Get the locking system that needs to be on that. But yeah, that's I the fun know. part. I do want to thank you for paying me basically to break stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's a great job description. You know, he enjoys every minute of it. <laughs> the breaking, yeah. And then I got to pay to fix it after he breaks <laughs> it. It just seems to make perfect sense. Uh, so, Sarge, what have you found most? Uh, you know. 
I wouldn't say the most exciting, I guess, or you know, the the the, the wow moment uh, as we created this position. Like, wow, I didn't see that coming, or that, that's exactly why we're doing this. I guess I would say twofold. Uh, the one biggest thing I've noticed is the most rewarding is when we find an issue, we bring it up. We're we're heard with unjudging ears they hear every aspect of what we're discussing and if it makes sense they tell us to go with it and they have right. faith in us to make the, the appropriate decisions to get the job done and the things that we've seen accomplished over the year and a half that i've worked with uh administration and neil particularly has been just uncanny it's it's incredible the things we've gotten done and that's only because we were allowed to but it's just it's really uh, positive and it's fulfilling uh, we're coming to work, we're working hard, and we're seeing uh, an, af an action. We're seeing a result of our hard work, so right. it's very beneficial. Uh, but also, when we do our actual security tests, <clears throat> which unfortunately I can't talk about, yeah. but when we do uh, complete a test, we will discuss it with the deputies after the fact of who was involved in the test. You mentioned Red Cell before. The, with Red Cell, they were very cocky with their discoveries. Right, right, right. But with really us, awesome. we're opposite of that, where we were going to sit down with them, we're going to discuss it, and hopefully after that, they're kind of on our side, and then they're going to help us figure out how to make it better mm -hmm. and how to make our building better going forward. And that's a great way to put it. And LT, I'm going to throw it back at you. And, um, you know, again, this had a lot of potential to go the wrong way. You know, you create a position that's, that's troubleshooting, right, and, and constantly. People get very nervous. Uh, they get they build their silos. They build their defense fighting positions, right? They uh, And it's internal affairs. Like I said that word one too many times, but the, the term. Uh, but it, we were very intentional not to make it. That, and, and that's easy to say, and it could be the edict coming from the sheriff and it's supposed to trickle all down through the chain of command, but it's really the personalities of the people that, that are doing this job that, that make it, you know, that it, effective. The transparency of the position, Neil's done an excellent job explaining that to the men and women that work inside the jail. Mm -hmm. They know, you know, his intentions are there to make a better facility, make it safer for them as well as the inmates. And he does that by communic or communicating with them on a daily basis. Right. You know, Neil will go inside the jail just to talk to the men and women that work there and just talk about some things that they, got, they, they got see. better coffee in there than where? There too. <laughs> where? I in, don't know what in floor. The jail. Yeah. I can't yeah. tell you specifically. Can't, it's that secret know. too. It's a secret. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got to get my security clearance. But it was definitely the right selection for this position because Neil allows himself to open up with the staff and come up with some great solutions to current problems that we face and even you know give them a pat on the back for stuff that we're doing excellent and we're doing right um, but it's a true credit to his ability to interact with the men and women that work inside that jail yeah i'm a for you know uh, you know trust but verify <laughs> you know it's, it's a skill you guys are bosses so you know that you know you want to delegate you want to trust but you also need to verify a, just to make sure what you delegated is going in the right direction. Checks often and balances. It, yeah, it often <laughs> drifts left or right, and that's normal. Uh, but you don't want to be the micromanager. Uh, but there's a couple things I throw at you guys all the time, and, uh, you know, we all have our thing, right? And, you know, the, the GPS tracking, you know, the monitoring systems and, and, and our discussion about, you know, that we bought a whole bunch, and uh, we thought we were all that, and then someone was cool, and, and actually put them on and, and found out, the technology wasn't doing what we expected to do, what we paid for. So that obviously annoys the hell out of me uh, as sheriff. But I'd much rather find out with you guys testing it and let's go buy the right product at the right time. And you just, again, shared with me today a, 
uh, a test you did on our tracking mechanisms and how effective it was. And, you, and you're out there proactively trying to screw with it, right? And that's what I wanted. That was my expectation. To go hide in, you know, in, in a closed facility and see if you can still pick up that signal, right? See if you can cut the, the ankle monitor off because uh, that's what the bad guy's going to do. So let's go practice now. And, and, and then how would you track with multi-agencies looking for a prisoner that's on the run? in downtown Rochester with an ankle monitor. How are we going to get that communication to the Rochester Police Department, the Sheriff's Office, the Jail Bureau, the Court Bureau? Uh, those are all things that I'm asking you guys to go at, right, and proactively do as opposed to just buy product and say, check it off the box. No, you go way beyond that, just checking the box, and that's, that's huge. No, absolutely. We always double back and check any technology we purchase, so it's it's been good. And uh, th I'm glad we went to a new GPS, so I'll yeah. just say that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so am I. <laughs> so am I. All that testing worked. <laughs> yes, the test well, was very successful. Still ongoing. Still ongoing. <laughs> and and, and you, you, your position's been a humble position. You mentioned that a couple times. But, you know, we have to be humble enough as an organization to say, you know, even if we did something and it doesn't work, you got to be humble enough to say, you know what, then throw it out. If we yeah. can fix it, fix it. But if it, throw it out and let's get the right equipment, let's get the right personnel, let's get the right training, let's get the right policy. Uh, you know, if I sign a policy and it doesn't work, then I need the feedback as quick as possible so we can change. I know who signs the policy. I do. So give me the feedback and let's fix the policy or whatever it is. But yeah, we gotta be we gotta be bold enough to go. We don't know everything, and everything we do is not perfect. Yeah, we're constantly even the stuff that we've implemented. We're constantly going back and right. checking it to make sure. Okay, this this is what we're intending it to do. Does it do it? Right. And can I find a way around it? Can I can I break right. it? Even though I thought what I put in there was you know better than what we had, is it is it still breakable? And what are the what are the vulnerabilities? Sure. And how do we how do we fix it? Yeah, the, you, you mentioned the OODA loop just there. They observe, orientate, decide, act. Right? It's a decision making tree that people go through. Um, you know, fighter pilots use it, and, and you know. As soon as you decided and made an action out of that, right, you need to go back and observe again, right? That's a, that's a normal and observe, orientate yourself and decide again. Is it still good? Is it not good? Do we need to tweak some? Uh, happens in combat fighting in the air. Uh, it should happen in budget constraint meetings. It should happen in, in, in uh, your te technology of uh, your bought and put out. Uh, constantly reevaluating, reevaluating because the environment changed. You put the new technology out there, the environment just changed. So you got to observe again. You got to orientate. You got to decide. Do I do anything? Not, and then act upon that decision. And that's a skill set that uh, a lot of people don't have. Checked off the box, bought it. I'm set. <laughs> you know. And then you find two years later that we wasted our money. Doesn't work. That concludes my class on the OODA loop. Colonel Boyd, United States Air Force, 1950-something, <laughs> developed it. Uh, I don't know where I went with that one. I went on a full <laughs> tangent. But. So uh, let's wrap this show up, LT, if you don't mind. Uh, we do a thing called the No Miranda Zone to wrap up our show. It's a rapid-fire question. We just throw it at our, our guest. And uh, if you have one, you can throw it. If not, you get quiet over LT. I'm going to throw a couple questions your way. But uh, the idea behind Miranda is you have a right to remain silent. You've all heard that before. This is no Miranda. You don't have a right to remain silent. And everything you say, I'm going to use against you. So uh, just a couple quick questions. You guys ready? Always. I got a whole list here. Send Deputy. it. Uh, send it. <laughs> oh, that's a stupid one. Oh, that's not good. No, that's the stupid that's one. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll start out real easy, real, real cool. So uh, if you can go anywhere in the world, no money, no restraint on time and vacation blocks, where would you go? I uh, Honestly, I think that I would go back to Germany. I, yeah. I grew up there uh, in large part. My father was in the military. Um, and I haven't been back there in a while. And I, every once in a while, I go back to the, that time and mm -hmm. think about, I wonder what it's like now, because right. things have changed over there drastically. The military presence for the United States was huge over there. Mm -hmm. and, and now a lot of those places where I used to live have become, uh, have been decommissioned. Yeah. So yeah, I think I go to Germany for maybe a couple months. 
my son was in Stuttgart uh, for the summer, last summer, and, and just had an absolute ball there. The German people were phenomenal, he said. And the food. And yeah. I think they got a beer or two over there, too. He might have enjoyed it. I'm not sure. but uh, For sure. Sarge, where would you go? Uh, th- I, actually, I think you asked me this question. I'm about to join Neil with Germany. I want to go to Munich for Oktoberfest, so Neil can be my DD, and I'll go have a good yeah. time, and he can drive me I home. I think they, there's a couple of jails there that we might need to go. Neil, go visit. So yeah. Hopefully, I don't get. <laughs> We're still talking jail. about that yes. open check. LT trip. Do not, do not send that one up trip. Like, where <laughs> this is going? Do not you might need a DD to accompany you. Absolutely. A DD. Uh, thanks for keeping me out of the newspaper. At least you got the designated driver. <laughs> What is the uh, name of any artist you uh, would want to see in concert you haven't seen yet? Haven't seen yet. Haven't seen yet. All right. Oh, you know what? No, actually, when you said any artist, I was going to say Chris Stapleton, who who I love, but I have seen him in concert. Uh, We have last year. Were you there? uh, It was a couple years ago. Uh, I believe it was at Darien. It might have been Finger Lakes, but it was a great show. That guy's a talented musician. Um, But Billy Joel, I haven't seen in concert. Bought the family tickets last Christmas for the show that was supposed to happen this really? summer. Yeah. And, of course, it's been postponed until next summer, I believe. Forever. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> hopefully not forever. Hopefully we get to go see that. That's a, that's a show we're actually looking forward to. It's funny because that's on my bucket list also. I had tickets to Billy Joel. I was in college. The professor would not let me go. My wife and two of my friends went. And so I, I never got to see Billy Joel for another reason. But the, it's definitely on the bucket list, too, to see him. Sarge. Well, my, my choice is, uh, is not such uh, easy listening as that one. Uh, my brother-in-law went to the tour when Guns N' Roses and Metallica traveled together, wow. so I think I would probably want to go to that concert. Yeah, Guns N' Roses and Metallica. That's not Barry Manilow there. That that's, that's, the other yeah, that, that's right up your alley. I would do well there. All right, Sarge, you first. Uh, it doesn't look like you eat cookies, but if you did and you had Girl Scout cookies, what flavor would it be? Well, I love them all. I know. Uh, I do like the new s'mores flavor. Oh, there's a new one. It's fantastic. Yeah. And if not, give me a frozen Thin Mint. There you go. Frozen, the way to go. You're the first one that said frozen on this episode or on this show. Uh, I like the, uh, they used to call them Samoas. I think they're called Caramel Delights now. Those are my favorite ones. Now you're showing your age. Yeah, well, he's old. He's old, huh? <laughs> <laughs> he said you if are I had old. feelings. You if are, I had feelings, feelings, I would be offended. Feelings. If I had feelings. With that, uh, now that we couldn't offend you, we're going to sign off with this episode of Behind the Badge. And it's been great getting a little bit, to know a little bit more about you guys personally, but also sharing the uh, security process analyst position and, and how we're being proactive inside this organization. Really appreciate what you guys do for a living inside the jail. LT Tripoli. You run a good show, man. So I appreciate everything you do. You're a go-to person, and I appreciate you. So with that, guys, uh, we'll tune in next week. We'll share a little more behind the badge in the Merle County Sheriff's Office. Thank you for listening to this episode of MCSO Behind the Badge. In between episodes, please be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Monroe Sheriff NY. Until next week, be safe.